welcome to Minute 134 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Jeanette Ward of The Mundane Adventures of a Fangirl. Welcome back to the show, Jeanette. Hi! Happy to be here. Yeah, it's been a fun week. We're, we're, yes! We're having fun, and, and that's the important thing here. That's the most important thing yeah. for me. That's that, right. That we that's have right. fun, and hopefully everyone listening is also having fun, and, you know... Let, let's hope. Let's hope if, if they've made it through 133 episodes and now they're on 134th, so hey. that they're, they're enjoying what they're listening to. And that, that, Absolutely. That's what we want. Yeah. Um, so, minute 134 begins with Henley starting to take a stroll on, on mm-hmm. the train and goes all the way to Ashley Pitt deciding to read the paper. Mm-hmm. As we discussed yesterday, the conductor came into the, this particular car. Uh, we have a number of the POWs in this particular uh, on the train. In this particular car, we see three of them. We see Henley, Blythe, and uh, Ashley Pitt. The conductor walked through, and Henley seems a bit concerned about something. We're not sure what. And he stands up and starts strolling in the direction of the conductor. You know, yeah, and... the conductor comes in the back and goes out the front. And yeah. Henley lights a cigarette and gets up and follows him. Yeah. If this was like a James Bond movie, we would expect him to go over and, you know, like... Whisper a code word to the conductor and receive a device. Yeah. Or or the conductor would then lead him to Q, who is somehow in a secret compartment of the train, who is handing him a hat, uh, some shoes, and a special watch. Exactly. Or or maybe, you know, uh, Henley was just getting up to go kill the conductor. You know, one of those things. The, well, the problem there is then, of course, Donald Pleasance is revealed to be Blofeld, and, and the whole movie becomes derailed. Uh, you know, so. Why do you think Henley left him on his own? Right? I'd be like, well, I've realized you're Blofeld. Goodbye. You're on your own. Deal with it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Now, if, if you look at when Henley stands up and walks away, there's these two ladies sitting behind them. These two old mm-hmm. ladies who... Mm-hmm. Just make some really strange facial expressions to one another as he gets up. <laughs> and like, was that James Gardner? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, wearing the stereotypical, like, you know, the scarf over the head and the old lady hat on the other one. And they look, they look shocked. Oh, he got up. Who gets up on a train? It's yeah, ridiculous. Right. And because, like, one of them jerks her head really fast at the other one. <laughs> did, 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 did you see what this guy just did? Well, and it, literally, her expression is, oh, like she's shocked and looks at her friend, and her friend's like, oh, I know, I can't believe it either. He he got up and walked away. Right. Are they, are, are they filming a movie here? Is that what they're doing? Honestly, it does look like they are shocked by the entire movie-making situation. <laughs> I, I wonder if maybe no one told these old ladies, like, hey, we're making a movie. James Garner's in front of you. We set a camera over there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was getting in line. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I, I'm just no. I'm just gonna you know shrug my shoulders and, and jerk back and forth. You know. Hey. Exactly. High quality acting, background C- acting. Completely, completely. And the other guy yeah. just is continuing to read his paper. You know, half asleep. He can't be bothered. You know, exactly. he's got things to do. He doesn't he's even turn the page at all. You know. He's on his way to work. It's early in the morning. We've established that. Yeah. So, you know, he's not interested in all of this nonsense. Ashley Pitt. Looks vaguely concerned when, uh, you know, when Henley gets Henley up, get, kind of gives him a little. Like he's checking him out out of the corner of his eye just to see. Well, Henley got up. Should I be worried? No, I'm going to sit here and be fine about it. Yeah. Oh, it's great that you noticed that. Also, I know I, I I have that in my notes that that Ashley Pitt looks at Henley from the corner of his eye. There you go. Trying to be subtle. Yeah, completely, 
Come Listen, on, we I all know that notice. David McCollum is, is, is a great actor and very subtle. I, I like a quality side eye, and that is some quality side eye. Right. Here, here's, if, if, if anyone missed the special episode that we had on a few months ago where I interviewed David McCollum, so you can go back and take a look at and listen to that one again. Because that was, that was a great interview. He doesn't mention this scene. In, in, we're going to get to a point in a few weeks where there's, there's a, a scene that he specifically mentions in the interview. Ooh. You know, we'll, we'll wait for that one. <laughs> so then we, we get the next shot of Henley leaving that, that car and walking into the next car. Or who knows, maybe he's gone through a few cars before he's gotten here. That's true. We know that there are six cars plus the engine and the caboose. Right. So And he's moving forward. So we'll assume that if they're in, and we know <laughs> that's in another minute. This, this is an excellent question. To establish what number car he's in and what number car he's going to. In. So he's moving forward in the train. That's all we can say for sure from this shot. Right. Um, that's a good point. There's a very good question as to which direction is he going. Well, if you no, look, which car is you he look in. out the windows. Right. Yeah, no, if you, you look out the windows, you can see the direction. Yeah. Towards the engine. Yeah. Now, we, we see him, you know, uh, as he's about to enter the next cabin, he, he, he plays with his hat a little bit, you know, straightens his hat on his head. Maybe just making sure that he's got his hat on. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and is it... Here's the question about that, right? Because there's some really great lighting between the cars. So do we are we to understand that he's stepped outside? Between the cars is outside, right? So he has stepped outside the cars, leaving one, entering the next. Mm-hmm. So we have to assume then that it's fairly windy because he's on a train. And so he adjusts his hat so it doesn't blow away. Ah, that's good. I didn't think about that Same. fact. Yeah. That's a good point. Train stuff. Yeah. It also looks like there's a really large gap between those two cars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, again, I have limited train experience, but uh, a train that I took that had uh, gaps between it was one in Alaska. And um, you could step out of one car, across a gap, and into the next car. And it was very windy, very blowy, and decidedly difficult to go from one car to the next. Not recommended. And did you make sure that you kept your hat on? I wasn't wearing a hat because I knew if I was, it would have blown away. There you go. That's good. It's good that you, you knew to think about that beforehand. See? Unlike Henley. He needs that hat. That hat is part of his escape outfit. Correct. And then he escape couture. He walks into his next into the next cabin, slow, closes the door slickly behind him. I love the way that is. He reaches his hand so back smooth. to close it to close it. So smooth. You know, I have up. to assume that he has entered car maybe two. Well, if we if you count engine and then car number one and car number two, I'm going to think that maybe he just walked into car number two. Well, again, he's walked into the car where we have, you know, Roger and Mac sitting in there, mm-hmm. along with the uh, Hitler youth just staring out blankly, you know, along the way. That kid is realizing the mistakes that he's made. Completely. <laughs> You. Yeah, that's what he is. is yeah you're right that's what he is <laughs> and then he takes a, a a quick whiff of his cigarette now we discussed this a few days ago regarding Cedric on his bike but don't you just love the way that, that you know they have the the nets to hold the, the luggage on top yes that also yeah. is something that completely there's no reason why those, those bags shouldn't fall <laughs> train travel I tell you, it's mystifying. Exactly. Now, what, what, what's fun is we, we discussed this last week when Roger and Max sat down across from these two German soldiers 
you know, these officers, they, they now look even more uncomfortable than they did yesterday, uh, last week. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, they noticed that Henley has shown up and like, oh, great, he's going to ruin things for me now. <laughs> well, and, and the <laughs> train, listen, they walked into that car and they have to, it's previous minutes, ask the Nazis to move their legs so they could sit down. He didn't even ask. He um, just, you know, <laughs> him, him, like exactly. Which, you know, that's pretty ballsy. But couldn't you also have just gone into the next car where there's the car that um, Hanley just came from? There were empty seats in there. So, you know, could have sat in there. Didn't have to stop in this car. Well, maybe then it would look more suspicious. Maybe they thought that it's that, that they would be less inconspicuous if they're sitting with uh, SS officers. You know, that is very true. So maybe it was a good... You know, if you want to blend good... in, that yes. would make more sense to do something like You're that. You're right. And then Henley continues smoking a cigarette, looking out in the direction of where Roger and Mac are, uh-huh. trying to look as casual as possible. And then he notices the Gestapo man coming uh-huh. towards the coming towards the the other entrance of the, the car, coming into the car from the front, yeah. where he is standing at the door at the back. Correct. And he, he has a very strange look on his face if you look at him when he, he he's he's a little surprised and you know he's shocked. At what is about it's, happening here? It's carefully masked terror. That's what it is. It's like, oh no, the Gestapo. But let me also not appear that I'm terrified. Yeah. So then he he quickly turns around in order to leave the the car. Now, once again, you have two women sitting on the in the back row. I think those so are the like, same two, just are, without their hats. These are designated. <laughs> the, this, I guess they have designated women's rows on these on these trains. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's funny, but also I I would believe that if that was the thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they probably did. <laughs> Again, maybe it is. The, maybe it's the same. Uh, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's just the same. They, they filmed in same, the same car. Same, you know, same they, two ladies are in the back of every car. They're <laughs> just right. wearing different <laughs> different head, head coverings. Yeah, they, they 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 both look pretty bored. Also here, you know, just to, yeah. You know, don't look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. The, they've got they've gotten over their shock at being in a movie. Yeah. Now, what is that design on the the wall there? What is, My guess, the little poster that's behind the one lady's head? No, not the PSI. Or PSL. Oh. P, okay. All right, you, you, tell me about that also. What do you think about that? Oh, I assume it's Nazi propaganda. Um <laughs> right, it's a train a train in Germany, so I'm yeah, assuming it, it looks to me Nazi like uh, you know uh, don't don't let anyone touch your luggage, you know, because there's yeah, you, yeah. you see lots of luggage there and a shadow behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that's directly on the wall between the two women, uh, it looks like I don't know, maybe a device that's holding some sort of first aid kit that you could pull down and use if you needed. How about that? I don't know. It's I logical. Just, I, I thought that, that that's Winnie the Pooh's, you know, the honey, honey jar. jar. Looks like, <laughs> that's what it looks, looks like, like a honey jar. <laughs> I it looks like an old. Um, Boy, mortar and pestle that sometimes is a yeah. symbol for a pharmacy. You know what I mean? Could be one of those. So they're 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 saying if you need drugs, they're in the they're they're in the suitcase in above us. Yes. <laughs> we have a gray suitcase those, filled those, with those two ladies. Look that way because they've already partaked. There you go. <laughs> then he turns around and quickly leaves. Looks around again at the the Gestapo coming in. You see his mind racing, trying to figure out how he's going to to get Blythe out of this situation. Yeah, how do I get out of this? Not how do I get out of this. How do I get Blythe out of it? How do I get Blythe out of this? I'm good. And then, but uh, Blythe? Right. Don't know. 
Not too sure about that. And then we get a shot of the Gestapo guy who first gives a look at where Henley just walked out of. So mm -hmm. he noticed somebody left there. But I guess he's saying to himself, all right, I'm on a moving train. I'm fine. This guy's going <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> people, people are going uh, places all the time. And maybe that guy was just saw that this car is full and now is moving right. back to a different car. Right. He, he gives like a little double take. He, like you see his, he raises his eyebrow in that direction also. But but not overly concerned. Like, he doesn't immediately take off chasing after Handley. He's just like, oh, all right. He's like, that guy looks American. <laughs> or I think it goes like the other – I think you can look at it the other way. It's, that guy doesn't look German. <laughs> Wait, there you go, yeah. You know. And then he uh, turns to, to Roger and Mac, starts speaking German to them, and says, uh, Your passe, bitte. Which translates as, your passports, please. Yeah. I, I got that one. I have negligible yeah. German, but I did get that. Ah, yeah. No, I, I had to look it up. I don't, I don't know any German. You don't know any. I, I think I've, I've heard of bit, bitte. Bitte, I, I know that means please. I can count to eight. I can't. So why don't you count to eight for us? <laughs> Go ahead. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht. There you go. All right, great. And then I usually do so, it with uns in between. So eins, und. <laughs> so how many, how many Gestapo, Gestapo men are on this train? Uh, if it's more than eight, I can't help you. No, it's with it. Come on. One. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> because he's with the police. It's one Gestapo guy and the police. Cause they, with two policemen. They talk about exactly. that later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the reason exactly. I, I was in Germany was a dance workshop. So in order to um, – the, the basics you got to know is counting to eight. And so that I could do. And please and thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that works. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we, we get another shot back of the, the – the back train, the back, the next car, or, whatever car, the next car, the car. That Actually, there's a. Oh, wait a second. There are numbers on the cars. There's when when we see Ashley Pitt, we see the number two above him. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Above the okay. above the door. So then we have to so assume the question that the one is, they came from was one. Now they're in two, which means that out the back are three, four, five. No, there's a two there also. No, there's a two there also. Okay, so that's and not the nothing. number of car. That's just a two. Exactly. Well, as we said, we they're using the same car. Right. Listen, now that I'm looking <laughs> they, at the back of this one, that's absolutely the case. They had one car set, and then they just had to keep dressing it for each time they moved through a different car. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They moved the posters around in the back. Yeah, they moved posters around a little bit, but the honeypot slash... Uh, RX container? Drug drug dealer. <laughs> it stays Still the same. there. So it's part of the wood. Yeah. So we, we see Ashley Pitt trying to look away, not, not noticing... You know, not not being conspicuous in anything that he's trying to do. Stay calm. Henley uh, comes back into the car, walks up next to Ashley Pitt. I love the the, the smooth way that he does this. Yeah, he's this little like bit looking of out the window. I'm just looking out the window. Yeah, I'm looking not, out the window. I'm to talk to this guy. I don't know this where, guy. Where are we? I'm just looking out the How, window. What's happening? Tally ho! And then he gives the whispered sound that we've been saying for 133 episodes so far. Tally ho! We said to hear him say, Tally ho! Tally ho! Tally. Now we've we've been screaming it the whole time, but uh, he's he's just whispering. Yeah, which I assume and, uh, is their prearranged signal of "Hey, watch out, Gestapo." Uh, it could be. There, <laughs> that I have not forgotten a sequence earlier in the movie in the prison where they discuss. Okay, while we're escaping, if we're on a train and the Gestapo shows up, we say "Tally ho" to one another. I don't recall them uh, ever having that discussion. No, they did not. <laughs> Now, did you, by any chance, uh, do any research trying to find out what tally-ho means? No, I assume that it was a go-to British 
let's go kind of deal. All right. Well, I looked it up, okay. and it's actually the history of it. Is, it's a cry made by huntsmen to tell others that the quarry has been sighted. Oh, well. You know, when, when, they're, when they're out. I mean, that makes sense. Totally perfect uh, in this sequence. Yes, completely. And and because Handley is a an American serving in the RAF, he would know that, which is why he says it to Ashley Pitt, who's British, right? That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. I'm on top. Wait, but there's more. Oh. There's more. In England, it's also used as a way to say goodbye. Oh. Like cheerio. You could say tally-ho, and that's it. Huh. You know? Okay. And it was used by RAF pilots in World War II to tell their controllers that they were about to engage enemy aircraft. Interesting. So it works on multiple levels in this sequence. Correct. Wow. Uh, because you, you are telling, you know, on the one hand, he's he's telling Ashley Pitt that the enemy has been, the quarry has been sighted. Okay. But he's also saying, I'm about to engage the enemy aircraft. Okay. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I like it. He's like, if, if I didn't have Blythe with me, I, I would have fought back. So he's not... Uh calling him a hoe and insisting he begin counting something. No. Okay. Not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm glad you are able to establish that, though. So that anyone who is concerned about that now knows the truth. <laughs> that, that is not what they were referring to. <laughs> Ashley Pitt, he, David McCollum does a great job of, of not really acknowledging that he just It's a something. non-reacting reaction, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, oh, I acknowledge this is happening, but also I don't acknowledge this is happening. Exactly. Who are you? Why are you telling me? What are you saying, Tally Ho? I don't know you. Continue looking out the window, stranger, who I've never met. Exactly. At this point, Henley goes over to Blythe, once again taps him. Taps him. Blythe immediately gets up and walks away from him. And he stands up. He's very, very well done for a blind man to be able to stand up like this and walk out Mm -hmm. without hitting anything, without bumping into... You know, bumping into the the seats or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they they must have established. Okay, one tap means I'm gonna. I'll be right back. Two taps means get up. We're getting, getting out of here. here. You know, or vice versa. Yeah, for sure. You know. And once again, crazy ladies on the back 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 seat of the train give them a very strange look. <laughs> like, what the hell are you guys doing? Those ladies are out of control. They they they, they remind me of you know the the two guys in the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waldorf and Statler. That's right. Well, there was Statler sitting in the back there, giving giving their running commentary of what's going on. Oh my goodness! Now I wish those ladies were miked. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Yes. Then we get another shot of Ashley Pitt, once again, trying to not react. He looks deep in thought, trying we, to figure what out. What I love okay. is this moment. And again, you you mentioned McCallum being a. a really good actor this moment of just introspection where you can kind of read a bunch of emotions across his face and then he kind of appears resigned pulls out the paper pulls on the glasses for a moment it's like he he considers handley and Blythe seem to be making a run for it should i make a run for it too no i'm gonna sit here and trust my forged documents i'm gonna pull out this paper and put but you see all of that kind of run across his face very quickly and it's it's very impressive yeah, completely. Now, one of the things I love, and we get to see the the newspaper of the uh, the guy in the row behind mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm. and they did pay attention to detail here because they both are carrying the same newspaper. Oh, good. <laughs> it has the same headline and whatever. You know, it's it's it sounds like a propaganda headline because it. We discussed this last week. The fact that it basically says that the the Russians are being beaten back ah. by the Germans in a bloody in bloody battle. Okay. 
you know, so that that could be, uh, you know, just a little bit of propaganda. So he reaches into his pocket, pulls out the, his glasses, mm-hmm. puts them on. I, I love the way he puts them on, you know, like he, he, he exactly, he twists it around yep, his one ear. One ear at a time. Exactly. Puts them on firmly, making sure that, uh, now, the funny thing is, is Henley says to him, tally ho, but he doesn't tell him what that means. Meaning he doesn't say, okay, they're capturing everybody, get out of here. They're, you know, they're, they're checking people's documents. Right. Be careful. But if it's established communication in the RAF and used to signify we're about to encounter the enemy, then y- you can assume that Ashley Pitt hears it and can infer from it, I'm about to encounter the enemy. And so he knows that Henley went up into the pre- the further car and then came back. So at that point, says Tally Ho, I, my assumption, and I'm assu- assuming quite a bit here, um, but that Ashley Pitt goes, okay, well, Henley went up there. He saw the enemy. I Either if he's assuming it's police, if it's Gestapo, or if just your average everyday, the Hitler youth who's up there, whoever it is, Ashley put now knows, all right, well, clearly the enemy is in that car and, and quite possibly heading this direction. So I feel like he understands what tally-ho means, even if it wasn't previously communicated. Right. When I say tally-ho, exactly. this is what I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, you have anything else for uh, this minute? No. I, I think we've exhaustedly... Uh, discussed the meaning of tally-ho. Uh, I, I think we could probably get a lot more out of it if we really wanted to, but I, I, I think exhaustively is probably a little little too okay, far, right. but uh, we've, we've done a nice job of explaining it. I'll, get, I'll give you that one. All, all right. right. I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Very good. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with uh, you? Yeah, you can check out my movie reviews over at my site, which is jwardadventures.blogspot.com. If you want to check out my dance troupe and what we're up to, you can find us at tamarindbellydance.com. And then you can follow me on Twitter and uh, on the Facebook as well. You can find me on the Facebook. I, I make a lot of uh, generic um, bird-watching and or Star Wars-type posts. Well, th- this movie deals with bird-watching, too. I'll see. There so you go. You never know. doesn't deal with Star Wars. There's no Star Wars references in uh, The Great Escape. <laughs> There, there, there are probably references. There's Star Wars references. The yeah, yeah, there's Star great. Wars. Yes, exactly. But, but not you know, chicken in the egg. Right. All right. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you may be using to listen to this show. You can join our Facebook group, The Cooler. You can uh, visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. and our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. So, to say it like Henley. Until tomorrow, tally-ho!